welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where six mates unpack three topics over a new drink each week. Fuck it, just go with that, we'll fix it if it's... Welcome to another episode of the Simple Minds Podcast. My name is Jacob the Prophet Moffat and I will be hosting today. I'm joined by Conrad Francis. G'day. Travis Hato. Hey, hey. Justin Bourne. What's up? And Michael Duncan. Hello. Today, the topic I've brought to you guys hey, is... Hey, everyone, can, is everyone, can everyone hear me? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, good. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. Can you hear you? Interruption number one. Oh. I couldn't hear me. <laughs> that might be can a good you? thing. <laughs> All right. All right, Jacob. Oh, good. I'll get to the um, drink I brought shortly, but today's topic I'd like to introduce is around this kind of... Everything to do with quitting, when the right time is to quit something that's maybe not working for you, kind of the psychology around making those decisions and maybe some tools that we can bring to the table to help ourselves and our audience decide when the right time to quit something is. There was a moment back in sort of late 2013 when I was in my early 20s, I was studying at university to become an engineer. I was working at a small engineering firm and kind of just realized this this isn't what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, I have a passion for fitness and helping people kind of get moving. Um, so I went to my boss at the time that has had a small engineering business with like four or five employees, said, going to end of this semester and in a few months I'm going to be quitting, moving on and kind of following my passion. Um, and they said, completely understand, that's what we did to get into this industry ourselves. Um kind of fully support you and then on my last day they presented me a nice little wooden box with a bottle of wine in it and said kind of best wishes on the next step of your journey and we kind of wish you well so is this the box this is the box <laughs> this is the bottle of wine i was presented when i um made my first sort of major when you quit when i quit yeah nice such a good tie-in that's brilliant. i know I beautiful what uh what wine is it it's a annie's lane from the claire valley Cabernet Merlot 2011. It even says vintage release, which leads me to believe it's a, it's a particularly special one. <laughs> Annie's Lane's nice anyway. I've tried. Um, yes, it's coming on seven years now. If it was in, if it was a, a young lad, it'd be in primary school. Is that a good age for wine, Conrad? Seven years? Or is that nowhere near long enough? How does it well, compare it to the uh, 87 <laughs> you had to? It really doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. I just thought you might. Let's, well, we're about to find out when if, if Jacob ever fucking pours it. And it's been decanted properly <laughs> into just, our he's decanter. Just watch, he's just That's watching it. Conrad's, <laughs> Conrad strong armed it. And what, yeah, what did you do with it, Conrad? Do you, we... Well, you decant a wine properly, right? So, decanting a wine is supposed to aerate the wine and uh, open it up, as they say, the, the, the florals. And then by strong arming or big circling it, you push the sediment to the bottom, bottom of the decanter. Nice. So that. You plebs can actually enjoy a decent wine without any shit in it. Well, does it keep it fruity or does it change? You're fruity enough, Travis Hato. So, guys, while I pour this, I'm going to kind of open the table to a few of my colleagues to just talk about, or friends, I should say, um, if there's been any major moments where they've decided to quit something that they were. Um, whether they were committed to, whether there was something that I made a major decision to quit. Um, and then I'll tell a little bit more of a story about the story from maybe two or three weeks ago, or probably a couple of months even now, something that I was considering quitting. Um, and that's what brought up this topic originally. And then I'll um, get onto that. But anyone have a 
top of mind story they can start with while I'm pouring? I can say something, not about <laughs> myself, but just about the, the subject in general. And I think you know, over the last week, I've been reading about quitting, thinking about myself, what I've quit throughout my life. And I've not made any major quitting decisions, although quitting my job in 2004 to pursue my own business was, I suppose, a quitting moment that was positive. And that's pretty, what I wanted to... Pretty major. Sorry, yeah, pretty major. Yeah, but it was... Yeah, so I, I, I quit my job, started the business, worked from home. Something a lot of people could probably relate to as well. Mm. Or the feeling of wanting to do that. Um, I made it happen, which was amazing. And that's changed, changed the trajectory of my life over the next 14 years. And still very grateful to this day for that. But I suppose I wanted to quickly talk about the perception of quitting as a negative. But the, the idea that quitting can actually be a very positive thing. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. When you're not on a path that's in alignment with kind of who you want to be and your vision for your life, then quitting something's exactly what you need to do to kind of get realigned, to spend your energy. Like We've only got the same 24 hours a day each and if you're spending time on something that's not in alignment with your values and who you want to become, then quitting is 100% a positive thing. Sort of growing up, you're kind of conditioned to think, you know, like, don't be a quitter like quitters never win you know that i think as a kid you're maybe cheers sorry cheers, to break that i really want to sip it cheers <laughs> thank you for the poor jacob cheers, you're most jacob. welcome thank you for the strong arm connor cheers <laughs> cheers <water>. just... <laughs> so, jacob tell us tell us your story yes yeah, so probably those are in the room here will know that a year ago I kind of began the journey of preparing for to play a brand new sport to me, American football. Um, the way I was training myself and the, the training required for American football were very closely aligned and I thought why not take that next step and get involved in the actual sport. Um, spent six months training hard, working and kind of getting ready to play and then come day one of preseason, the coach kind of put me in a position that he thought I'd be suitable for Um that was a, a gap required in the team and I kind of went, it's not necessarily what I had in mind for myself, but I respect the coach's decision. He knows the sport and the team much better than I do. So I'm going to give this a crack and kind of put the team ahead of my individual desires. Um, spent probably six to eight weeks really not enjoying what was required for that role. It was a little bit more physical than I was expecting. It re- it was nothing to do with the kind of skills around the ball and just found that I was quickly losing passion for what I was doing. I was losing the that kind of will to win that I initially had before I got into the sport um, and then quickly kind of went, I don't think this anymore aligns with my values and my kind of vision to improve my training and my health and my life and I just wasn't enjoying spending time there. So I kind of came to the decision to to quit and given I'd become such close friends with a lot of team members because I put all this energy and effort into training and preparing for the sport it was a big decision and it was kind of weighed very heavily on me for for a few weeks um I, I remember coming here and letting you guys know like we decided to quit I was very okay with that decision and I th- knew it was the right thing to do but then a couple of team members contacted me said hey man we kind of appreciate that that's kind of what you've decided but is there a chance you can come down and try another position? Um, I said, 
yeah, well, maybe the, the one I kind of originally had my eye on would be the perfect one to suit me, um, willing to come down and kind of give it a crack and completely had a 180 the last probably month or so, loving playing, loving learning, um, loving training and kind of getting involved and have a pretty much full flip from wanting to quit now to being completely pumped about kind of getting involved in the team in the season. So that was a position where even within the same sport, within the same team, even a small shift of role and responsibility had a complete turnaround for me. So quitting doesn't always necessarily have to be a huge, I'm going to quit my job and go from being a hotshot lawyer to starting like a, a photography business or I'm going to... Uh, divorce my wife of 15 years and go traveling the world. Like it doesn't have to be a huge thing. Sometimes it could be a little shift of changing position, maybe moving to a new role within a company, trying a little bit of something new that can really kind of reignite that spark. So for me, the biggest part about that decision to quit was that feeling of letting people down, letting myself down, having put all that energy and focus and effort into preparing for this sort of moment. Um, letting the coach and my team down, feeling that I owed them my skills and my resources and kind of that I couldn't fulfill this need that the team had. Um, and I guess that I kind of weighed that up against letting my family down about if this is something that I'm not enjoying, then taking five or six hours a week to do and do something is kind of letting them down as well. So I kind of weighed them up, came to the decision that I'd, I'm going to kind of give it another go. Um, that was probably the best decision I've made in recent history. So, um, and what do you guys feel there about, have you had a position where you wanted to quit something that wasn't necessarily working for you, but you kind of felt you were letting either yourself or other people down, whether it be a... Sorry, I got a question first. Did you communicate with the coach uh, what you wanted to do prior to uh, playing? Or what position you wanted to be in? No. So you, you you trained for six months to do something and then you started it, got put in a position that you didn't want to play in, failed to communicate with the coach, kept training, lost interest, and then decided to quit. Is that basically a quick synopsis? Yeah. So why didn't you communicate with the coach from the start that, hey, yes, you put me in this position, I respect your decision and respect... Uh, that you know much more than me, if there's ever a chance for me to play this position, um, can I can I have the shot? Yeah. Obviously, in hindsight, that 100% would have been a better way to go around it. Uh, the coach of this team is relatively, I guess, intimidating. As a new player, the players group and the senior players are quite easy to get along with, but the, the head coach is fairly... like good guy, good coach, but it's found him a little bit intimidating and kind of it was kind of, it's my way or the highway sort of thing. It was my impression of it. Um, so, and it just, there was something that felt wrong about saying, hey, I'm here. I want to do this. I know there's a gap here that needs to be filled. We've got plenty of these other guys. Hey, I want to go join. So obviously in hindsight, it would have made a lot of sense to say like, at least this is what I want to do because he probably well would have put me in that position. but that, um, that was right from the beginning. That was the position you were going for. Yeah. There, was, there must have been some form of communication. Because you said you were training right up until pre-season um, in that position. Yeah. Or at least 
doing elements of that position. So they must there must have been some communication on that part, or there wasn't really at all. So what what annoys not annoys me, but I probably don't get is that um, there is you train so hard, you start something, you don't even communicate with your coach, but your first instinct is to quit. You know, like I like I play semi pro sport. Yep. Shit, I'd, I'd love to be the scorer. But realistically, I'm not going to be now. You know, and when I was yeah. a kid, you, know, you get pigeonholed into being a role player. And it's either you embrace it or you, you don't play. Yeah. And I embrace the crap out of it. And I'm 28 going on 29. Um, I've reached some success in, in my field. Um, probably not to the level of what other people have. Um, but I still have enjoyed what I've done. I'm not saying... Um, you can't get enjoyment out of it, but I'm just saying. I, I just feel like you, you have uh, you didn't get what you want, so you're like, oh, this isn't on my journey. I'm going to quit. And it's like, well, you didn't even communicate what you wanted in the first place to the coach or to the to the people. I'm, I don't know. That's just the way I see it from the outside. That's all. Yeah. Um, I think there's definitely elements of truth, and I just wasn't. I think a lot of the things going in on my head around kind of why I wasn't enjoying it, not being able to do it to the, not being the right person for that role, um, just wasn't communicated to to the coaching team, to even the players group. I just kind of internalised a lot of it rather than So it was a very personal it. journey to begin with, wasn't it? You did it for sort of personal reasons as a goal for yourself to challenge yourself from a fitness perspective. Yeah. So the, but, but that made communication even more so. Of course, yeah. I mean, because Especially in a, in a team environment. You know, I, I had a similar situation with, with um, uh, a guy that works in my office that's changing basketball clubs. And um, he had made a decision to go to another club and then started communicating to his ex-coach as to what his decision was. And my question was, did, did the coach know what you were trying to achieve? And he goes, no. I said, well, then how the fuck can he help you? You know, so... You know, within the context of what you're trying to get at, um, if the journey is yours and the more special the journey is, the more communication you need to take. There's no, there's nothing wrong with quitting, shifting or changing. There's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. I'm not um, saying there is. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, provided that the, 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 there's sound reason and rationale behind it all. And you've got to be careful of the the excuses you start telling that's, yourself. That's, that's, yeah. yeah, because yeah, without, you, without, you, you actually got that. Because I think going back there, if like say um, Trav's um, summary is is correct, there were other elements which play. at play that are now acceptable. You know, you didn't want to get hurt or this other thing around, you know, yeah. the, the intimidation and um, now you've got a kid and being able and, you, you know, you, you obviously, Jacob, you run a gym. So, you know, you don't want to come in with a broken leg one, one week because then you'll be out of action um, for a while. And so you would, I recall these kind of elements and not saying they, um, I'm not, saying their excuses, but we've got to be careful when you're on that fine line, I guess, of making the decision to quit of whether you're trying to justify mm. this story. story with these uh, maybe not true. Well, also, if it's truly what you want, you can't flick the switch that quickly to wanting to play and not. Uh, that's in my experience as well. Sorry to. Look, I mean, quick, quick, I mean, I, when I looked at the topic and when we introduced the topic and we opened the floor, I mean, initially, 
my silence was because I've never really quit. I could make choices to leave. That's not necessarily quitting. So you've got the, the, for you then, the definition of quitting is more of a negative. Yeah, giving up. Doesn't always, what about quitting smoking? Giving up smoking. But that's not a negative though. It's choosing to be healthier. Exactly. So yeah, the language makes makes a makes a difference with quitting. I think. Like sure. I said, when you grow up, you're told you know quitters like Vince Lombardi's quote, you know about quitters never win, all this sort yeah. of stuff. So that's ingrained into your head as a yeah, kid. What are you? What, but then, then the context. That's Conrad's philosophy. What are you? What are you quitting on? Are you quitting, t-shirt. are you quitting on hard work? I mean, if you're quitting on hard work, then well, I get it. What what it is you're quitting on? I yeah. suppose. And so you, you can make a decision to leave leave a team without a doubt. With, but the reasons why you leave a team are more important as to the actual action of leaving a team. Or his communication with the coach, like gone through a whole process of talking to the coach, talking to the teammates, and then quitting, that's fine. That's fine, yeah. Yeah, but the I suppose the action and when you quit and that sort of snap decision is the key. And also like doing your time, you know, first year player and you want to play in one of the top three positions in the, the football team. Yeah, like as a receiver, that what, what, do, what do you want to play? Quarterback? Running back, receiver. Well, they're probably the three coolest positions. First year player, and you want to play one of those positions. You know, like, yeah, I have a conversation with all the young boys at basketball every year, and they sit on the end of the bench and they get pissed off and they don't get to play. And uh, then they go back to reserves and they sit on the bench a little bit more and they don't get to play as much as they do. And you have to do your time. You know, I sat on the bench for SBL for two years, two and a half years, didn't, didn't see the court. You know, and if I had have uh, looked at that after the first year and gone, oh, you know, that's not for me, bang, all right, I've, I'll be on another journey. But it, you you got to look at it as a, I don't know, I, sorry, I'm a bit... Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, this topic. I mean, sport is, uh, I guess, the a great example of it all. I was just looking before what popped up today. I know we've been abusing a bit of Tom Bilyeu lately, <laughs> um, dominating quite a bit of our conversation, but he, he popped up sharing yeah, one of the interviews he had with... Um, a lady called Natizia Luikin, who's an Olympic gold medalist. And the the summary of her interview, um, or the piece that he was sharing, was that if you want to win, you've got to be able um, to hang on just a little longer than your instincts tell you, which I guess is almost exactly what you were just saying, Trav, of like your instincts saying, fuck this, like I'm never going to play. Like, But if you, your desire to win is stronger, you'll, you'll stick it out um, and, and you'll, you'll keep going. Is that the volleyball? Maybe. Was that? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what sport she plays, but Olympic gold medalist. Um... But you can cross that into um, a work sense as well. Like you think of your 3D animators. Uh, you can't just come in and expect to be at the top already, can you? You have to start at the bottom and you have to I, grind, I think the, the, grind on the shit jobs. But there's two, there's, I think there's two parts of this that you're, you're debating the rationale why. Yeah. As opposed to yeah. the action of. I. Okay, I'm very sorry here. I think it was a bit childish to train for six months, not get what you want, and the first instinct is to quit. You know, like for me, I think that's um, a very immature decision because you've put so much passion and so much stuff into it and the first instinct of a hurdle when you don't get what you want, the initial instinct is to quit. Well, it shows a lack of resilience. Yeah. To a a point, to a point. Yeah. And I think Jacob understands that. Yeah, and... I guess it was just, I weighed up, am I willing to slug it out for a couple of years in this position and sit on the bench and and put in the effort into this position that I'm maybe not as passionate about um, versus spending more time with my family, spending more time working on the business, doing things that I'm 
passionate about. I thought, no. And for me, that was more important. If I'm going to be taking these hours and this time away from from family, especially, especially in the evenings, I thought if this is something I'm not enjoying and I'm going to training and I'm sitting on the bench and not getting time, then no, I'm not going to do this. And this could have been avoided with a simple conversation right at the beginning. Yeah. Like right at the beginning. This is what I want to do. This is my mission for this team is to be in this position. That is it. Well, it's the same thing in business, right? It's hiring somebody and then giving them a different role at the other end. So both sides of the equation is, you know, the coach should have been open with the conversation. The player should be open with the, with what they wanted. And then somewhere along the line, you, you get to an agreement. And most of the time, Trav, that's what it comes down to, right? Yeah. And you either accept your role, you don't accept your role. If you accept your role, you, 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 you can't go back on that. If you don't accept your role, then so, so be it. And we're going through some stuff at the moment in, in reviewing player lists and looking at players going in the future. And, and the, the question is, if you accepted your role, no problems. If you didn't like your role, fine. Come out and speak about it. And then we can make decisions to move forward on. Because I think the rationale of what you were saying before is, is probably a, a good approach to knowing of questioning whether you should stick it out or, or quit it. Like if you've, you're sacrificing other things, but your desire to win doesn't, the weight is not there. So your desire to win, say, that position versus the sacrifice of not spending time with your family and kids, like that you've got to weigh up of what's more important, yeah. your desire or your vision of spending time with the family or your desire to win the but, game. But it's all desire, but, but the, the, I think the framework needed to be the case of what what are you prepared to do as, as you know, Jacob? What are you prepared to do mm. for, and what are you prepared to accept or tolerate? Because what you tolerate, you perpetuate, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you enter into a situation, be it work, be it life, be it sport, and you don't clarify the, the construct, you have to accept the outcome. You have to accept the outcome. Well, that loops all the way back to you have to accept responsibility for yourself. 100%. Everything. And yep. you can't expect, say, the boss, the coach, the whatever to fulfill your desires no. and your needs. It's got, got their responsibility to do that. No, it's your responsibility, yeah. which starts with communication. Yeah, like even coming back to that, there's so many people who will come into a role and expect to, say, be a, a lead or a senior. And it's like, but what what are you actually kind of doing to make that happen? Or two years on, they just expect to be promoted. They either never communicate or never put in the work yeah. to actually get the outcomes that define what that means. They never ask the questions. Um, it's kind of also that kind of like briefing process of oh, not understanding what's appropriate, but you never ask the questions back as well, um, which comes back to that ultimate responsibility piece. Um, quitting. I, I, don't like the word, I don't like the word quitting, uh, in, in fairness. I mean, I think quitting does have a very negative connotation. Everyone is allowed to quit. There's nothing wrong with quitting. You know, the caveat on that is that you're quitting for the right reasons and the reasons, you know, and any, any reason's a right reason provided you're okay with it. You want to leave a job. it's been communicated. You want to leave a job, you want to leave a relationship, you want to leave anything. You can quit any situation you want provided you're prepared to actually own the reasons why. So, so no blame, no blame on anyone. Yeah, you accept the reasons why. So, where it's really negative is where you say you you quit, and then six months down, it's kind of like just whinging, bitching, complaining about oh, I could have done this, rah rah, all of that. Or even worse, I'm quitting because I fucking hate the coach. He didn't fucking play me the way I wanted to play me. Well, my boss didn't fucking do what I thought he would do. What well, did you fucking tell him? Mm. That's even worse. And. And I can't, I mean, 
having been a head coach and having you know managed and, and hiring people, when you don't get the, given the opportunity to articulate your point, fine, to a point it's on you, okay? And you might think you're saying and doing the right things. But if someone's about to quit, they should reconfirm and clarify. The responsibility should be on them. In my, in my opinion. No, absolutely. I, I have no um, problem with the word quitting either. I think it just gives you an opportunity to learn. And as long as you're self-aware of why you're changing the direction or making that choice, then I don't I don't see a problem with it at all. But just... Uh, I, it's kind of like no regrets. Yeah. Quitting with no yeah. regrets. Yeah. And you... Like, any, for Jacob or anyone that thinking about doing something, just strip back the bullshit that you're telling yourself and understand why you're making that decision. Mm. And then if you can do that and still make that decision on a level head of exactly why you want it and you're not, you know, telling yourself because the coach isn't playing me. Yeah, you or, can't blame anyone else. Yeah. It all, it whole, except the responsibility. Yeah, has to come back to you. Yeah. And if, if then you still want to make that decision, I think go ahead, go for it, but understand why. And, um, and initiate the dialogue as well. Absolutely. Well, communication is one of the most important things in on planet Earth, so... Yeah, within everything. And that did form part of the decision as well as one of the options I was considering is just saying, it was having a chat to the coach, having a chat to the team and kind of going, hey, I'm not enjoying this position. I'd like to change to something else. But I felt that was potentially a more childish, more entitled way of approaching it, saying, hey, I'm not enjoying this. I'll only continue playing if I change this other position. I thought the easier option for me, the easier way for me to be okay with it was just to say I've I've tried this I've given I've tried to contribute to the team in a way that they need me um they don't I didn't believe they needed me in the position I wanted to play and therefore I thought I'm okay with kind of quitting knowing that maybe I'll have some regret maybe I'll think what could have been if I tried this position I think the only the, the worst thing that could have happened was that you didn't quit and you took that position and you weren't in, in on it. Like, in, yeah. and you were just the either, either you did hurt yourself and got somebody else hurt yeah. or weren't enjoying it and fucked the rest of the team up. Like, that's the only worst thing that could have happened. Yeah. Is, so, the quitting is there's a little positive there that it initiated some form of. Yeah. It was inertia. one conversation I had with the player that the evening I decided properly was that he said, We're in a huddle at the end of training. Everyone was getting pumped for the game in a couple of weeks. And he says, Now's the time to step up, guys. If you're hesitant, if you're not going all in, not only are you going to get hurt, but your teammates are going to get hurt. I thought, I'm I'm hesitant. I'm not enjoying this position. For me, the risk of injury and the risk of didn't in that position wasn't worth the effort to put into it and to learn and to uh, the desire to win was overridden by the desire to not be injured, not get hurt in that position, and therefore... I thought, cool, um, if I'm hesitant, I'm going to get hurt. And more importantly, team members are going to get hurt. I'm going to remove myself from this situation. So that communication from the coach, that sentence that he said when he had everybody around him did work. Like it, that communication worked. Yeah. So why, why are you playing? What's the, what's the real underlying? Because obviously you're not in love, love with the sport. But So why, why train your ass off every day? Why, you know, beat yourself up for me it's the part of it's the physical challenge of the athleticism the training it's it's 
to give me a why for my training. For me, for a long time, like the reason to get into the gym is to, to get faster, to get stronger, to be better. But without a goal of whether it be weight loss or getting stronger or whatever, for me, the goal was to to get to score a touchdown, to contribute to the team, to kind of run routes, to kind of, for me, everything that being a receiver is everything I want. Like I thought the training preparation will go towards this end goal. And then I kind of, in order to make that not just about me, obviously I, I picked the team, I went and started playing with them. And the initial goal of score a touchdown quickly became contribute towards a championship for the Broncos in 2018, the 2018-19 season. Did you potentially shit yourself when it came close, you know, like to achieving your goal of of getting on the field and being able to do that? Was that sort of like within your head? Because I know personally, you know, preseason uh, comes around, you train your ass off and then the first through two or three weeks, you sort of play a lot of games with you, in your head. Yeah, a little bit. And in this particular kind of area and position I was in I kind of went I've, I've been training like the team we're one of the better teams so if the physicality I'm getting if the hits I'm getting here are any indication of what's to come in the games it's just going to be worse and for me I thought I looked a couple of weeks ahead I was I was trying to work out is it the nerves of the upcoming season the new sport all of these things or is it just the and is that okay? Because that's natural. As preparing for a new season, that kind of anticipation brings nerves with it. Or is there a true fear about just this isn't isn't the right fit for me? Um, and then only having changed positions a couple of weeks before the season started, and then playing this new position, did I realise? Yes, there was still some anticipation about what was to come, but it was sort of more of an excitement than a, a fear. Um, because there's a and a lot of the players in my team are like to go out there and hit someone, go be physical and smash someone. Like I'm not a can I play? <laughs> yeah, and I'm just not at all that. I'm not an aggressive person. I I don't see like hunting out someone who's nowhere near the ball, blocking them, tackling them, smashing them. It just doesn't come to me as a first as a nature. You're hanging out with Trevor Moore, mate. And that was a hundred percent what was required for that role was just to go and hunt people and find them um, and kind of dive headfirst into danger. Whereas, because it's very very different roles. Like if you're a receiver, you just got your outside. You're running a little bit of danger in terms of running into other players. But if you're on the offensive line, it's just constantly headbutting straight up against big guys. Like there's such a discrepancy between positions in American football compared to something like soccer or Australian football where 11 or 18 guys are more or less doing the same thing. Like rugby is similar, um, but strangely, yeah, the difference between playing receiver versus playing like offensive lineman is just massive. Um, They're almost two different sports. And I just realized I was in the wrong aspect of that sport. So definitely elements there, I guess. Um, I'm curious to know, so we've talked about, I think, the quitting in that aspect. What about the inverse of, of quitting? What I mean by that is um, like quitting for a positive, that that fear of going into the uncomfort. So, for example, the most common one is quitting a full-time job to pursue 
a passion or pursue your craft and that kind of leap into the the unknown, which is to me the inverse version of the word quit um, of pursuing something and then jumping out quickly. So, I mean, you know, that to me is a definition where quitting is not negative, but we hold back from quitting something because of the uncomfort of um I guess the unknown yeah, on the Jacob's other side. Reason, I don't think the quitting in Jacob's context was was negative. The lack of communication, which be brought on the reasons to quitting, were yes, yeah. In Jacob's yeah, head, yeah. it was a positive thing he was doing. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess where we're going, like, because that's a common one, right? Um, Marco, who was joining us on the podcast, he went through that um, that journey. Um, we're going from that, I guess, comfort zone um, to uh, to not. Um, I, Michael, you led the intro of doing a similar thing, and I've I've done um, the same. What? Because I think that's going to be a lot, a very common scenario that people would um, face. What would we say to someone who might be in that type of situation? Just be very kosher with your your reasons and rationales. Um, whatever, and have the communications up and down and around as to with who uh, who needs to hear what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah, think it out. Don't yeah, make a rash clear. decision I mean, yet. I mean, there's nothing... I mean, I'm of a philosophy that everything happens for a reason. The reason's always great, right? Um, so even if something that fucks up, it's, it's, it's for the right reason. Um, and in time, you'll be revealed to that. But, you know, if, you, if you're going to change your employment, um, give it due consideration and have great conversations with people around you. You're never going to abolish all of the fear around anything either, right? Just don't tell yourself a fucking story um, that can be rationalised or, 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 or discussed with other people. What jobs have you quit, Conrad? I wouldn't say... I, I think this is what I struggle with. I don't think I've quit any job. I mean, I left the National Bank back in 2002 to start another to start a business. So I left the job. I didn't quit. I wanted something different. Um, and so to me it's not quitting does that make sense yeah I've always viewed it that way Um, so I've never really quit anything I've never even broken up with with relationships I haven't quit relationships I've been the one that's been dumped on so you know it's it's, it was one that makes sense stage five clinger (laughs) stage five (laughs) just a fucking stain on the couch by the end of it but um, um, but yeah the, the, the truth is I've never really quit so quitting for you is a negative. There's a negative, like a ninety percent negative or ninety nine percent negative, one percent positive aspect. No, I think the it. way it's been typified in this conversation and the way it's been opened up and how it was dialogued on the spreadsheet was negative. Yeah, but you could say like, if that job that you left, you quit the job. Just be happy. But like you quit it. I like don't. But I didn't quit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind trying of... to get him to admit that he quit something. I didn't. I mean, I sat there with my boss. I told him what I wanted to do, and he goes, "Conrad, you know, you don't have to leave the role to do what you want to do." I said. No problem, but I said that's the path I want to take. I, you know, I, we had that conversation. I wasn't upset. I wasn't. I just wanted to change. Yeah, so that. quitting maybe is more of that speed that has an element of not thinking. Like even if you do quit a job, which could be a positive thing down the track, it is something maybe it's a bit more rash. Like I quit. Like I'm out of here, and there's no no communication. Potentially, yes or no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, to sit on the fence. Have we got a definition on the actual word quitting? This morning, Conrad, I um, at the end of our workout, I, I said quit? we're going to do four, four times five hundred meter rows. 
We did two, and Conrad said, I'm out. Is that quitting? Hang on on a second. (laughs) Hang on a second. I did one, you did one. We said we'd do another two or three. That's what we said. By the end of the second one, I said, I'm fucking stuffed. He said, no problems. And I said, okay, I'm not doing any more. How the fuck is that quitting, man? You joined me. What did we quit on? Did we both quit? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Really? That's quitting? Just be, yeah. I quit, yeah. I just stopped I, I said I'm going to do four. Enough. I mean, yeah, that's giving up. I said I'm going to do four and we did that's two. That's giving up. That's I, I allowed your Fuck, excuse. Why is that called quitting? I, I let your excuse become my excuse. Come on, buddy. Don't you Fuck off. I quit too. Oh, definition. Yep. To quit is to leave mm. a place. Yep. Usually permanently. Yeah, well, shit, I'm back there tomorrow, probably. <laughs> <laughs> quitting a job, whether you're, if you're the one that takes the action to leave that job, whether you whether you frame it as leaving, quitting, From framing exiting. is important, man. It is. Framing is important. What did NLP has made a whole industry about reframing? Framing is important. <laughs> I guess you can call it whatever you like, but like. My decision to okay, leave, cool. leave the team, up. quit the team. No, you were, but you you were leaving because you weren't satisfied. I was leaving because I wanted to chase something else that I believed I was wanting to do. Yeah, but I think in the the context of like what you're just talking about, that's quitting. Um, of like, yeah, that's definitely quitting. Because, me. Well, you're going to the gym for a reason, right? And so, if doing that extra work is going to get to the outcome, and you don't do it, you quit. The, I quit it. I quit the, the gym all the time. What's the outcome? Huh? Boulder shoulders. What's the Boulder outcome? shoulders. We've all quit at training. Yeah. In the micro, he doesn't elements. like the word, guys. Let's yeah. just let's just. But I would also agree. I make choices, right? If I don't want to do it, I don't do it. That's not to me. That's not quitting. That's. But I think that's, that's a quite choice. good way. Of... I'm not blaming anyone for me leaving a situation. But quitting still a decision, right? I left the fucking gym, man. Yeah, you, you what, played. So when I hang up here and walk out the door, that's what be quitting on you guys. No, but... fuck! I choose to leave. No, we you just played finished. A lot... A lot of sport, didn't you, Conrad? As a youngster, like a lot of a lot of sport, yeah. like cricket. Yes. So, so I mean, quitting would have been a negative word. It would have been in, in that aspect. So if you so, set a drill for someone like your team to do, and someone just goes, "Nah, fuck it," halfway through the drill, is that quitting? Or well, they made a decision and a choice. <laughs> <laughs> my decision semantics you wouldn't be happy with it though as a they coach. play for me no <laughs> so they quit so they, get, they get the sack they quit in your view <laughs> they, they quit in that drill they get the sack for the rest of the fucking season yeah the semantics but I agree yeah. with also the language we were using before because if I look at um, I guess like I said the most common one I was talking about when I decided when I went to go start my business I was quitting my full time job and the comfort and I was fighting that dilemma like for a while and I didn't have like you know this kind of support network and i and i remember calling and what helped me get me over the line at the time well a, i had to communicate with um my partner now my wife um as well of like well if i quit or you know we're gonna lose this income this is gonna happen are you gonna be okay to support us we don't know what the hell is going on and again that communication piece but what that still didn't seal the deal what sealed the deal for me is i called my granddad and i remember talking to him because he ran his, what do you call his your granddad business. what's what um, I call him no, sorry. Well, my mum's side oh, okay. uh, was Omar and Opa, yep. and my dad's side Nana and Pappy. Um, Pappy. Pappy. So I called Pappy. G'day, Paps. Yep. Um, Lyle born. Um, 
And he goes, and he's, you know, he built a business and sold it. And he goes, well, how old are you? And I go at the time, he's like, oh, I'm 24. And he goes, well, he's like, what the fuck? He's like, you could start this thing and you could go for 10 years, fuck it all up and go down to zero and start start again. again." And I was like, at the time, I was like, (laughs) oh, yeah, no shit. And because I'd already achieved things in the past, so that kind of gave me the the belief. I was like, yeah, okay, well, if I do this and I fuck it up, I'll start again or I'll go back and get a job. Um, But still that decision process, I guess, it was quitting a comfortable job to pursue this really unknown um, was extremely I left a comfortable job to pursue my dreams. (laughs) I view it that way. I I agree with Conrad on this. Like if if you're leaving something... To pursue your dreams or your goals, uh, I don't. So, I don't see it as quitting. But if I you're agree. if you're premeditated and it's not spur of the moment, Michael, um, you're quitting a job to have three months off and not know after that. Yeah, you are quitting because you don't like your job. Yeah, well, you're you know, giving, so it's a little you're giving different. up. If you quit yeah. something because it's too hard or because yeah. you just can't cop it, like that's quitting. Like, or if you're if you're letting somebody down in the process, maybe I don't know. Yeah, like if when if you're you twenty say, years junior to the person you're training with and they still want to smash you on the rower. Fine, I quit. You're allowed to go. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> Who brought that salt in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think, not to, to drill the point too much more, but like that's where I, to a degree, agree with Connor that I, I didn't feel... Don't, don't too many of you agree with me. The fucking the podcast and the blog won't be anywhere near <laughs> exciting. <laughs> I, I didn't feel like I was necessarily quitting... When I left, as much as I, that, that's the way I framed it, and, and I guess told the team about it. But it was just I'd made the decision that it it wasn't in line with my values and my vision in the way I, I thought it would be. Um, but without the conversation, is where the problem is. Yeah, but on the flip side of that, you can communicate. But if you're not willing to do the work, then there's no point in communicating. So, like that's also quitting. So if you want to, if you want to do that. And you start doing it, you've communicated what you want, and then you're not doing the work to put in. Well, you've already quit halfway yeah, through as your, well. your actions are So you can't just communicate and as no, well. True. You've got to take the action. And and a lot of people, I think, take action, start taking action. It gets a bit uncomfortable and a bit tough, and that's probably where the word quit is extremely negative. They give up. They're like, fuck this. It's too hard. And they go off and do what's easy and more comfortable. And as we know, and we've talked about plenty of times, and uh, you know, we've all experienced and probably now, the, the best bits are on the other side of that uncomfort and through that hurdle and that first and Trevor, I think you nailed it of, you know, really kind of calling you out, Jacob, of like that first hurdle where you didn't get what you want. <laughs> um, that is, you've got to push through the wall. Um, and like you said, sitting on the bench for two years, that's a hurdle. That's a roadblock. That's um, doing the work. That's actually doing the work. That's the right passage, man. I mean... You know, in any situation, be it sport or life, you you, you have to do your time. You got to yeah. watch that sense of entitlement. And There's the an element thing, that you had sense of entitlement as soon as that was pulled away from you. Yeah, and the funny thing is, I was you felt entitled. I was going to be a starter in that position that I was in, and I because there was there was demand for it. There weren't many players doing it, um, and I would have been pretty much straight in the field. I took the step back into a, into a position where there's plenty of players. I've been on the bench for three quarters of a game and I've actually had done the opposite to what you guys probably expect is that it's kind of going, 
I'm not going to get nearly as much game time. I'm not going to play and have... I haven't caught a ball in three games. Like, I've had zero impact on the game so far. But I've enjoyed it infinitely more than I would have. Jeez, become playing, a coach, mate. I get a lot of game ball touches. Playing a full game in a position that I wasn't enjoying. So I've actually taken a big step back and spent a lot more time on the bench, a lot more time. Look at Trent, mate. Sorry. <laughs> I just, I'm like a dog with a bone. Um, were you only enjoying it? Were you only unenjoying it, the role that you're given, because the bullshit that you're telling yourself? Like, I don't know. I, you can tell yourself all these sort of stories and go, I'm not enjoying this. And then instantly when you... I don't know. Sorry. I'd, hang on, hang, hang on. Let's peel it back one yeah. more layer, Mr. Hato. Okay, because you've told yourself some stories during your time. Absolutely. That's why I'm going hard on this because I... I, this comes very close to my heart. So yeah, where's, where's yeah, this emotion yeah, so coming from? Okay, so I, when, when I was a kid, uh, I started pole vault when I was 12, and I did that very seriously to 17, won a few national championships, um, yeah, got to quite a high level, uh, and then, yeah, pardon the pun. <laughs> and then when I was 17, I was got pole. stress fractures in my back, got a real taste of the good life, uh, didn't you know train for two or three months, understand what it was like to be a kid. I was training, you know, like a gymnast, you know, sort of seven to nine times a week. Uh, And I thought about it for a very long time and I quit, right? I I hands down say that. And it's one thing that I don't regret uh, because I don't think uh, I love what I've done to this point, but it definitely does have that yearning in me, you know, a what if. So there's a little bit of regret. There's a little bit of regret. Absolutely. But for a 17-year-old... I went through a massive thought process and I didn't really have many people around me. My parents said to me, go, this will be the biggest decision you make in your life because as a pole vaulter, you kind of mature at 25 to 27, 10 years away. You either dedicate yourself the whole time to that or you go and do something else. What was the massive thought process as a 17-year-old? Like boobs. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) boobs. So anyway, moving on. But I... So after... After quitting an ath- athletics, an individual sport, I went to start playing basketball. And um, that's definitely probably why I've held, not held on, but that's why I've definitely stuck out what I have in basketball for so long. And a lot of people in my position probably would have quit. Because uh, so you've got injuries as well, haven't you? You've got yeah, some, yeah, you, always, you always have niggles. But um, yeah, it, it definitely instilled the resilience into me. But also, I learned so much from that process and reflecting on it now, I've learned even more. So that's why I am a little bit passionate about it because uh, even with basketball, it's well, amazing. Well, you were about to quit a year ago. Yeah, absolutely. And, it's, and you wouldn't have had a championship if you did. Uh, no. Yeah, now I've won two. Woo. But, um, you wanted, what, less than 100 players to do that? Yeah, exactly. And, well, not many of the different, two different clubs as well. But... Um, but it's amazing, and I'm one, Jacob, this is why I'm grilling you even more, is why I'm one to tell yourself that story, um, especially because basketball or any sport is 90% mental and 10% physical, um, and that's why I think we sugarcoat stuff too much, and I am put my hand up. I'm definitely one person that is uh, terrible at it, and as I'm getting older, I'm working my ass off to to um, to address those you know, mental demons, as you say, um, and make them uh, work for me rather than against me. And, and, the, and the piece that 
you and I have talked about, and I've talked about lots of people in in my like my. You know, I'm I'm pretty privileged to be in the role that I am as a, as a coach with a lot of young juniors to try and pass on some of the knowledge I've learned through the years. But when you get to learn through sport, big lessons about life, fucking grab them, just grab them. Absolutely. Okay, because they're free. There's no harm and pain, usually. Because uh, when you go and try and get those those lessons learned in life, you you know you're going to be paying a bigger ticket price. And the the thing that really gripes me is that you see so many young kids come in and they're so entitled, um, and they quit within a year and a half, and they're so talented. They're so much more talented than I was ever. And you're like, you have the world at your feet. But just because you don't have any resilience for a year, year and a half, two years, you you're willing to give it all up and quit or or move clubs five times in in five years just because someone's dangling a carrot, and uh, you you see it way too often. You know, like every team I've been in, there's been a situation where there's been a young young kid do the same thing, and it it really frustrates me. It it really does because you try to communicate with them that, and that's one thing I do love kind of mentoring the younger guys um, with that sort of stuff and that's why I, I get a little bit of bee in my bonnet about it so yeah to explain the resilience is, is the massive thing and and the generation coming through Travis Jacob your generation Justin your generation in south probably slightly north because you've pretty much been given everything when you when you hit those hurdles um, that challenge your why um, You've really got to take a long hard look at yourselves. You really do, because in the in the context of life, they're 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 great opportunities to learn the lessons. Unfortunately, you 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 parents, God bless them all, because they loved you to death, but you, they fucking loved you way too much, way too much, because they haven't let you learn that. And so a coach might say something to you, or not, or your boss might say something to you, or not. Or your wife or your, or your boyfriend might not say it to you the way you want to hear it. Toughen the fuck up. And I think to add to that as well is that, you know, we live in a, in a time even more so where the instant gratification and the speed of things is just insane. And so the expectation, which comes back to that sense of entitlement of, say, winning a championship, 10 years ago it might have been five years was the norm. Now it's six months. And like people get this drill, um, it's just an argument, they get this drilled into their head and they don't then have the persistence and the, the patience and the gratitude of the opportunity ahead as well. So like I did Taekwondo and my experience was similar. I was fighting nationally as well and 17, pretty much the same age, um, <laughs> wanted to go off and uh, go to parties see and see boobs <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. and skateboard with my mates instead of um, train, had to commit five, six times a, you know, a week if more and and weekends um and the, but i had i'd done it for five probably no i did six seven years got to black belt second dan and seen a lot of people come and go um and that took a lot of time yet people expect to you know say go to martial arts is the same and get a black belt within like that and it's actually quite easy it's much easier these days than probably what it was 10 Upon years ago reflection yeah um, the hacks it, but it's it's not as um you just you follow the process, you do the time, you do the work, and it's not that um, hard to, to achieve. There was seven, eight-year-olds who were black belts when we were doing it. There were serious today. Um, and they probably made it easier, and I guess this is part of the problem, you know, which I know a lot of people probably rant about of, you know, winning a trophy for everything. Um, but, you know, would you concur that you've got to balance, yeah, that 
that instant gratification component. Again, you were a starter, and the moment you found out you weren't, you're like, fuck that, I'm out. And I, and I, don't, and I don't mind that, right? I mean, I, in our sport, there's a lot of kids chasing minutes, and I, and I and I don't mind the fact that you didn't want the minutes. I get that. I think NFL's a little bit different. As Trav said, you wanted one of the top three roles that everybody wants, um, and that is, is what the prize was. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's no. nothing wrong with that. I think that. nothing wrong but with what the, is the path? For, Yeah, and the, the patience and the, the, the gratitude and the persistence um, that it probably take long. Everything takes longer than what you fucking think. Do your time, young blood. Everything takes longer than what you think. Yeah, and a big part for me, reflecting on the decision leading up to it and especially since, is just realising there was a big element of realising that I wasn't as passionate about the sport as I probably thought I was. I was probably more passionate about the training than the sport. The sport was just an outlet and an application of the training. I wasn't as passionate about... Had I been passionate about football and the team, any position would have been fine and spending two years on the bench to maybe get a couple of minutes would have been fine because it, for me, it was just an application of the training that I've been doing for six months. And I, I no longer was required to be super fast and agile. I was no longer required to be making big jumps and like all of the applications of the training I've been doing were no longer there. So I kind of already felt myself opting out and training less. Doing yeah, less. I challenge you on that, man. I already yeah, but when you started training, I think, if I can, in, in stand, I stand to be corrected, but even the early conversations, you had already accepted you were training for a position you probably weren't going to get. And because on that, wouldn't you just flip it and be like, well, now this is more of a challenge to work out and get this role and prove yourself? This is where the fear kicked in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, mate, I know way too, way too much what you went through in the first two yeah. or three weeks. Like, I... The fear was a huge thing. Like I just, I'm comfortable admitting that I was scared, that I didn't want to get hurt, that that position put me at much more risk of getting hurt, and I had to constantly, like, literally run headfirst into danger. Well, your self awareness there probably saved saved your body, I reckon. And I kind of went, for me, that's not what I want, and I. But to a certain extent, it is fear of success. Like for me, it's fear of letting my teammates down. That's my biggest thing. Yeah, you know, like if I go out there and do a bad job because I I love the game and I love my team, you know, like I don't want to go out there and step foot on the floor and do a bad job. That's my biggest fear. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and like success a little bit creeps in sometimes. But yeah, it's that's, I don't know. Yeah, and I have that now. I had that then, like... I, I knew my fear was overriding my ability to perform in that position and therefore I was going to let the team down. Um, and, and now it's the same. It's like I'm studying, I'm trying to learn all the bits that are that I'm, that I'm required of. I'm training harder than I did in the last few months because now I'm like, in order, to earn the position, in order to earn the position, in order to make that contribution and to not let the team down. If I run a wrong route and the ball goes my way, I fuck up that whole play. We potentially lose a game, so there's so in, a lot riding on that. So, in closing from this experience, what's been the like, the key lesson, or um, you know, if someone was, and even like Trav, obviously, yeah, very passionate, but uh, what would you say to someone who is is in that moment? I think number one would be communication. Is just talking to more people about the decision. I, I, 
I guess I internalized and made the decision myself and then, then then communicated it to people rather than talking to teammates, talking to the coach, talking to you guys to get a better feel of like what the, the potential fears were behind it. Um, also is weighing up what's important to you. If you're just thinking about quitting or, or leaving a job in order to start your own business, then you've got to go, it's going to take... Laughing? It's going to take twice as long. It's going to cost twice as much as you expect. If you're still okay with going through the trenches and coming out the other side five, ten years later, potentially better off, then then that's worth it. If you're quitting your job thinking I'll make more money or I'll make a quick buck in a business, then that's the wrong reason to do it. So knowing 100% the reasons you're making that decision and then like we spoke to Sam, like we've, we know from Tony Robbins to make a decision is to decide to incise, to cut away. So for me, when I, I didn't fully make the decision because I posted up in the group and said, Hey guys, I'm quitting. However, a couple of guys messaged me and I quickly turned around. So almost that was a bit of a cry for help. Like this position, I'm scared. This position doesn't suit me. I'm worried about what's going to happen to me. I don't want to let you guys down. I'm going to opt out. This is in the best interest of me and the team. And a couple of guys have said, hey, we can turn this around. Maybe have you thought about this? And I thought, okay, cool. And I got almost immediately straight back on board. So I hadn't necessarily fully decided. I just wanted to air my feelings a little bit. Um, and that was the wrong way to communicate it. But Drama queen. <laughs> and on that. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, know why you're doing it, and then once you decide, go all in. Decide. And be very wary of your bullshit stories you're telling yourself. Yeah, hundred percent. Well. That was a great self-reflection piece. Thank you. That wasn't necessarily intended to be all mostly about, about me. However, <laughs> um, I enjoyed that. I think people will get a lot out of this. So, I think so. if you did get something out of this, if you are juggling with a decision at the moment about whether to quit a job, whether to quit a sport team, whether to quit something. To leave. Or to leave. I think half um, the people have quit halfway through this podcast. Get in touch with us, Facebook, yeah, Instagram. If you didn't leave this podcast, <laughs> yeah. we appreciate your persistence yeah. and patience. Yeah. Get in touch it's with us. Team. Let us know your story. Um, and until next time, make sure you um, listen to the podcast, share your story with us, and we'll catch you guys next week. Subscribe. Bye-bye. Champagne. Cheers.